Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. If you have been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful and Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like the task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list. And I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it. Or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know, Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Hello, and welcome to today's episode. I am so happy that you are here today you specifically. Thank you for showing up. I know that this podcast is going to be super helpful for you in figuring out how to declutter your home in a sustainable way. Because if you don't do this one thing, decluttering your home probably isn't going to happen the way that you want it to happen. And if you don't do this thing that we're going to talk about today, uh, it's, it's just Decluttering is going to be a lot harder than it needs to be, and it might not last, and it might end up causing more problems long-term than it solves in regards to decluttering your home. 
And what I'm going to tell you might not be what you want to hear because often it feels like not doing this thing will make decluttering easier. So let's just stop talking about like these imaginary things. And let me just tell you that the thing that you have to do in order to declutter your home in a sustainable way is include your family. You have to include your family in this process. And I know that a lot of times we want to just jump in and do it for them or do it when they're not home, do it when they're at school, do it behind their back because it feels like it will be a lot easier to just not have to deal with your emotions about the clutter but also their emotions about the clutter. And if you listen to the previous podcast episode, we talked about how decluttering from a place of only emotion is going to make us have decluttering regret, right? We're going to get rid of the wrong things. We're going to do it in the wrong way. We're going to upset our family along the way. We're going to make them feel violated. We're going to make them feel excluded. We're going to make them feel powerless if we don't include them. And it's just not sustainable to declutter your home without them. So I'm not saying that you have to include your family in every single decision, right? You don't have to go through and declutter the kitchen and be like, well, children, do you think we should keep all of this Tupperware (laughs) or not? That's not what I'm saying. But when it comes to things like your spouse's stuff or your partner's stuff or your children's stuff, they do need to be included in the process. Otherwise you accidentally end up doing more damage than good. And you're going to have to kind of backpedal and recover from those feelings of mistrust that they have, those feelings of violation, maybe even those feelings of anger, sadness, um, and then the ways that it manifests, you know, defiance and anger from them, right? So let's talk about some general rules of thumb for you, including your family in a simple powerful and sustainable way. So this is always, always, always my recommendation is that you have to, you have to declutter your stuff first, right? You can't just say the house is cluttered. The house is a mess. Everything is chaos. And so I'm just going to go through and get rid of all of your stuff because then your family is going to feel like you're just taking it out on them. And you really, really need to lead by example. I believe based on my experience and the experience that I've had teaching other mothers like you how to do this. The ones who have the most success lead by example, because at the end of the day, your role as a mother inside of your home is a form of leadership, right? You are leading your family. You want to lead by example, not just the kind of leader that says, do as I say, not as I do. People really like to follow people, listen to people and go along with people who practice what they preach, which is why I tell you all the time, I'm never ever going to recommend something to you that I haven't done myself first or that I actively do myself. And I definitely will not ever recommend something to you that I've never done. I just won't do that. I only ever recommend things that I do or have done and things that work for me, right? And I will let you know, I tried this and it didn't work, but you're free to try it for yourself too. So that's the first reason that I really believe that you need to do your stuff first is that you need to lead by example. And when you lead by example, they're going to trust you. They're going to see that you have been doing this, that you are walking your walk, not just talking your talk. You are not just taking it out on them. You know that this benefits not only yourself, 
but the entire family and it will benefit them and they can see that happening in your everyday life and home. Now, the other reason that I really think that you need to declutter your stuff first is because you need the experience and knowledge of what it is actually like to declutter before you do it and before you expect other people to do it. And how can you possibly lead and teach your children and your family how to declutter if you've never actually done it yourself? You just can't teach other people how to do things that you don't know how to do and you've never done yourself, right? This is an, a, like a, a really dramatic example but you wouldn't want somebody learning how to do heart surgery from somebody who doesn't know how to do heart surgery, right? Somebody's like, oh, you know, I, I listened to a podcast about heart surgery. So now I'm going to teach you how to do it and expect you to do it perfectly, right? It just doesn't make sense. The same is true for your home. You really need to know what it's like, how it feels to let go of your stuff, both actually getting rid of the stuff and making the decisions, but also being on the other side of your clutter. When you know that, when you can embody it, it's going to make it that much easier for you to tell your children and your spouse or partner or whoever else is in your home of like, I've done this before and this is how I did it and this is how I felt. And I know that it might feel scary. It might feel um, like a lot of work. It might feel overwhelming. And here's how to make it easier. And here's how it's going to feel when we're done. Like, let's do it together. So first rule of thumb for including your family is to not jump right to their stuff and make them do their stuff first. You've got to do your stuff first. Lead by example. Okay. The second rule of thumb for including your family in the decluttering process is being mindful of their ages and stages of development. So if you have a, a let's say, a, you know, an 18-month-old, it's not realistic to expect your 18-month-old to be making decisions on what toys to keep and not keep they literally cannot do that. Even some three-year-olds can't do that. Some three-year-olds can, some three-year-olds can't. But to expect them to make all of the decisions just is not realistic. You're going to have to tune in to their ages, to their stages of development and where they land on that range of development. Sometimes teens even need help making these decisions, right? Because the way that the brain develops, they just can't make decisions sometimes, especially when they are so overwhelmed, right? So be mindful of what you're asking your children to do. Make sure that it's developmentally appropriate. And you can do this just by a quick Google search of, you know, the brain development of a five-year-old. What kinds of decisions can a five-year-old make? They're probably going to be able to make decisions like, do you want to keep this or do you want to keep that, right? Not, hey, go into your room and tell me all of the things that you want to get rid of, right? They're just not going to be able to do that. And I do give you very concrete, actionable steps on how to do this inside of Decluttering Simplified. If you are listening to this during the week of May 3rd to May 10th, it is on sale if you want to get into it while it's on sale. Um, otherwise, it's available 24-7, 365 at the regular price. You can always get it. And then you will also get access to Toy Decluttering 101, where I teach you how to really tune into these and give you a lot of very specific, tangible ways to ask questions to your children about the kinds of toys they want to keep and not keep and walk them through this process. Now, the third thing that you really need to do if you want to include your family in the decluttering process 
is adjust your expectations around their timeline. Their timeline probably will not be what you want or expect, and that's okay. Think about how long it has taken you to accumulate your stuff and how long it's taken you to actually go through and make decisions on the stuff that you want to keep and not keep. Your kids are the same way. Your spouse is the same way. It's unfair and often unrealistic to say, I want you to go through your your closet this weekend and get it perfectly decluttered. We have to adjust our expectations around their timelines and around their decision-making process. Now, that's not to say that you have to just accept that it'll get done whenever it gets done. You can set up boundaries like time boundaries and parameters around, hey, like, let's go through and declutter this toy shelf this weekend, and then we'll address the other stuff later. Or, hey, spouse, can you please go through these three shelves in the garage by, you know, three weeks from now? You can absolutely set boundaries and communicate an estimated timeline so that people are still making progress and still proactively decluttering and making these decisions without it being very rigid of like, you need to do it by Saturday or that's it. Like I'm done. I'm going to throw everything away. That's just not realistic or fair. And if you think about it, it's probably not something that you would respond to very well being on the receiving end of it, right? If your spouse came in and said, Hey, you know what? Your closet is like driving me insane. Get everything done, get it perfectly organized, fully decluttered, make all of these decisions by tomorrow or else I'm going to go in and just throw it all away, right? You're like, okay, well, you know, I'm not not decluttering because I'm trying to make you angry or annoyed. I'm just not doing it because I'm overwhelmed because I struggle with just in case because I wonder what if I need it? I feel bad about wasting the money, right? You have a lot of feelings behind why you haven't decluttered and having somebody who understands that is going to make you much more likely and much more willing to actually declutter your stuff. So just remember that. Remember how it feels to be on the receiving end of this and adjust your expectations around their timeline and their process. Now, the final thing you've got to do in order to include your family in the decluttering process is actually not about letting anything go. It's about proactively moving forward in a new way with what is coming into your home on a regular basis, as well as adjusting how often you are intentionally letting things go. So what I mean is maybe that means putting a limit on how many new toys you buy. For us and our family, we really only buy toys on birthdays and holidays the rest of the year like I I don't I really don't get that much right unless it's like spring and we need new chalk but even that is like we got that for Easter um so be proactive in how you accumulate new things this probably means saying no more often or not right now more often or saying no to hand-me-downs or taking less trips to Target and the thrift store trying to find cool toys, or telling your family and friends no when they offer you hand-me-downs. It's okay to adjust your consumption levels and what you're used to saying yes to, as well as, you know, the other side of this is that you will have to more often and more regularly let things go. 
So I, I call this the revolving door of clutter where, you know, we are humans. We have children. Things are always going to be coming into our home, which means that we always need to be letting things go. But when you slow down how much is coming in on a regular basis, the need to declutter often and in big, huge, dramatic decluttering sessions get less and less. You can slow down that revolving door of clutter so that you're not bringing as much in and therefore you have less that needs to go out on a regular basis. The one you know, kind of exception and caveat that I want to give to this is that in the beginning, when you are first starting to declutter, it's going to be a lot more going out, but it does slow down, especially if you proactively and intentionally slow the incoming stuff down. So that being said, we are on, I think, day two of the release your clutter, like a powerful mother challenge inside of the Facebook group for May 3rd to May 10th. If you're listening to this afterwards, no big deal. We will do it again, but come join us inside of the Facebook group. It's super easy to get caught up. Everything is tagged in the announcement section, but this week I am walking you through how to actually release your clutter and get it out of your house for good. It's an entire week of me building you up, empowering you, giving you the skill set, giving you the tools, giving you the support to actually let your stuff go, as well as intentionally include your family in this process. I know that on the surface, it often feels like it would be a lot easier to just get rid of it all while they're gone, but you really do need to include them in this process. And when you can be supported by somebody like myself and everyone else inside of the Motherhood Simplified group, you are in turn more able to support your family in this. And I think that's ultimately what it comes down to for us is that we are so burnt out. We are so overwhelmed. We are so bogged down by supporting our entire household on a daily basis that supporting our family through the decluttering process just sounds terrible, right? We're like, oh my gosh, like, How am I supposed to support them through this? I can barely get through the days. But when you join us for these week-long challenges and get poured into where I am supporting you, where I am actively showing up for you and saying, hey, you can do this. And here's how, hey, there's nothing wrong with you. This is totally normal. Here's how to move past it. You are lifted up in such a powerful way And then you can do that for your family. And that's what this free challenge is about. And that's also what Decluttering Simplified, the course that I created is about. It's about me giving you this leg up, me giving you this platform to stand on that supports you so that you can support your family and actually include them in this process in a sustainable way. So come join us in the free challenge. And if you want even more, come join us in Decluttering Simplified. It's available 24-7, 365 for this one week of the year. It is on sale. Otherwise, it's available for the rest of the year. You can always get into this course. And I hope that this was helpful for you. I would love to be able to continue to pour into you and support you inside of the Facebook group or inside of the course. And I will see you all around. Thanks for hanging out. Hey, before you go, 
have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the Motherhood Simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.